0: Yes. Do me a favor, okay? Let's have a conversation. Okay. Okay. Do me a favor right now, right off the top of your head, Bunny. Describe the Criterion collection to me. Describe
1: what? Describe what? the Criterion. Uh, criterion is trying to fill a niche in the home video market uh, by being the more pretentious of DVD Blu-ray
0: offerings. Okay, that's pretty good. That's a good description, I would say. Well, according to Bing, because I Bing things instead of Google because I want to be different. Anyway, according to Bing... The Criterion Collection was created to cultivate, and I quote, important classic and contemporary films. Yeah, that's that's their guys. Yeah. Such as, and I have a list of the important classic and contemporary films that the Criterion Collection cultivates, okay? Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, an important film. Uh, David Lynch's Blue Velvet. Okay, yes. Yeah. Also a very strong, very important film. Fellini's La Dolce Vita. Oh, an important milestone in the history of movies. Ingmar Bergman's A Ship to India. Oh, yes, of course. And... Uh, The last one on my list, just as important as Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, Michael Bay's Armageddon. Yes. Bunny, discussion time. This one comes from MelMagazine.com. I have no idea what MelMagazine.com is or what it's trying to be, but it has really good long articles that I really like reading. And uh, the headline of MelMagazine.com's article is... Why the hell is Michael Bay's Armageddon part of the goddamn Criterion Collection? Uh-huh. Because what the Criterion Collection is
1: as opposed to what the Criterion Collection pretends to be are not the same thing. The Criterion Collection like, is a good thing because they are putting out a superior product where they have interviews, deleted scenes that... that other companies do not get for their DVD or Blu ray releases. You okay. know, so they put together a better package for the disc, but it has become perceived as Seven Samurai or Papillon or something like that. But no, a lot of crap gets Criterion releases. They're just good releases. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, it's nice Ugh. to get features that you could not get anywhere else for Tank Girl.
0: You know, I I want a, a large amount of money so I can buy the Godzilla box set that they just released. Yeah. And it's the entire, like, like I knew that, like, okay, Godzilla is going to be on the Criterion Collection, and it's going to be the Japanese language version, and they're not going to have the English language version with Aaron Burr, and it's going to have, like, documentaries and a book about the character's importance, but no, they released the entire Showa era of Godzilla films. Everything from 1954 to 1975, including the Japan, the original Japanese version of King Kong versus Godzilla, and even like some of the really shitty ones, like Godzilla versus Megalon, is on there with Rex Dart, Uh Eskimo Spy. Like, and I love the idea that like Godzilla versus the Smog Monster is a part of the Criterion collection, yeah, you know that's important to me yeah but the way that i see it, it, armageddon is a real piece of shit i don't I like understand. armageddon it's a, it's a piece of shit i, I, like, I armageddon like armageddon for what, it is, for what I, it is i like armageddon for what it is for what it's supposed to be it's not trying to win massive awards you know no i just don't understand why you can't train Insanely smart astronauts to also be drillers. Yeah. Instead, you have to find these backward hick drillers and teach them to be super smart astronauts. I don't understand that, but yeah. the man directed the two worst Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah, and that's yeah. They, a lot. They're
1: fucking NASA. They could figure out how to drill
0: a goddamn hole. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. The way that I see Armageddon being a part of the Criterion collection is uh... The pod, Doing the podcast is really good for me because I, I always do this. I have this routine where it's like, okay, I am done writing the podcast. Now I'm going to uh, get ready to do the podcast. And we're going to be doing the podcast soon. And, hey, we're going to do the podcast. And we're about to do the podcast. And then right before we go live, I go, okay, we're right to, we're about to do the podcast. And, shit, I haven't eaten all day. And then I rush the easiest thing that I can make. And so act one is always me doing the podcast and also eating because the podcast has reminded me to take care of myself. That's so, a good thing. Yeah. The, uh, the way that I see Armageddon being a part of the Criterion Collection is. Well, but, um, may,
1: but, but with that being the case, maybe instead of considering the first part of the podcast act one, maybe we should just call it brunch.
0: That is a good idea. Yeah. Brunch. Yeah. Brunch. And then the second half and then the shocking finale. Yes. Yeah. I like that. The way that I see prestige. the prestige. <laughs> the stage. That's good. I like that. The way that I see Armageddon being a part of the Criterion Collection is I was reading a book about SNL, about Saturday Night Live, and they said, oh, hey, a lot of people come up to me and they're like, hey, it's really cool that you had this indie artist on. It's really cool that you had this indie band on. And uh, why don't you do that anymore? Why don't you do that all the time? And uh, the the producer guy, whatever that was being interviewed, said that... um, We can't have that all of the time. Otherwise, no one would watch the show. So in order to have the indie artists, we need the occasional Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber. Okay. You know? So it's like, hey, you're releasing these Ingmar Bergman films, but also what pays to keep the lights on? You also need to release Armageddon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Right, I I think that's why Armageddon is a part of the Criterion Collection. But uh, I, don't... I
1: I would agree. Well, again, like I said, they they the Criterion Collection releases a lot of crap in the yeah. best way possible. You know, but it, it, it's more like we like the idea of the Criterion Collection than what the Criterion Collection is. And yeah. don't get me wrong. Don't make, like, make it sound like I'm really bitching on it. I mean, they're better releases than we get anywhere else. They're nicely yeah. done, you know? So yeah. if, if you're an Armageddon fan, you're really getting something with the Criterion Collection. But it's still motherfucking Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is not an important film. This is not an art film. This is not some kind of theatrical movie achievement yeah. that is being honored by being on the Criteria Collection. Yeah. But if you're a fan of the movie, the Criteria Collection is the way to go.
0: I would like a like I would like a really nice Scott Pilgrim Criterion Collection. Oh, that would be worthy of a Criterion Collection. I'm trying to think of what modern movies would warrant a Criterion Collection, and not automatically say Midsummer. And somebody
1: out there would be see would be saying, "How the fuck is Scott Pilgrim getting
0: a Criterion release?" Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that'd sell through the goddamn roof. Yeah. Yeah, so I just wanted to discuss this. Armageddon's a part of the Criterion Collection. That's a bit weird. That is a bit weird. I would like to see, like, a subsection of the Criterion Collection just for, like, the Criterion Collection release of Mac and Me. Yeah. You know, and just do, like, a subcategory of, here are movies that would never be considered a part of the criterion collection. We're going to give them a criterion collection. Here's the criterion collection of the room.
1: And here's cr- kind of, yeah. And just kind of be it, be, be it, like, like, all right, here's the criterion release. This is as good as it gets. This is Mac is yes. Mac and me.
0: This is as good as it possibly gets. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be down with that. I'd be all right with that. That's a great idea.
1: I remember something that used to give me a laugh back in the day, especially listening to these two hillbillies do a podcast called Dead Pit when Blu-ray was first getting hot and it was first getting big, and everything was getting a Blu-ray release. And everybody mm-hmm. would—I I remember them reviewing and saying how good the Blu-ray release of Texas Chainsaw Massacre was. And I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck? Did it look grimy, grimier and even dirtier? I mean, like, what, what? What's the gauge for something like that? Yeah, you know,
0: yeah. Like, like, um, like I can't imma- Like, a I couldn't imagine seeing a really beautiful high def." Like four K restorative version of it came from Hollywood. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you and know, I always watched that on UHF, and when I wasn't watching it on UHF, I was watching a a beat up VHS cassette tape. Yeah. I would put it in a goddamn machine. I can't imagine watching a good version of that.
1: Yeah. And if we're talking about certain movies, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Night of the Living Dead or anything like that if you give it this really clean, crisp aren't you
0: taking away from the movie? Yes, you are you absolutely absolutely you're right is what you are 100% I mean,
1: mean, granted these movies are shot this way because they just didn't have the money but they then then turn that into an artistic expression where that is how that fucking movie looks now. Yeah. And that's all there is to it. So if you clean it up and make it pretty or anything else, it's like, uh, no, you're, you're actually hurting this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Anyway. So that's, that's our criterion collection bit and, and, and cut on that.